Welcome to the Fired Up Pro Wrestling Podcast, part of the Fired Up Podcast Network. Guys, I'm your host, Dan Soden, and uh, this week is going to be a little different for me, and uh, I'm going to use it as a testimony for thedailysmart.com. That's right, guys. I go myself to thedailysmart.com. Well, I'm probably going to go to their app, which is available on every app store. I'm going to go on their app, and I'm going to have to look up the results from this past week because... I lost all my notes on um, on Windows. Unfortunately, I am a uh, dummy and did not have autosave on, and my computer did a manual restart to update. So I lost everything. And you know what? Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a good thing. Why not give me a chance to bring a little different kind of format to the show? I'm still going to go over the show. I'm going to talk about it, but it's going to be all... Pretty much what stuck out in my memory. Uh, and guys, my short-term memory is not the best it's ever been. But I'm still going to bring you a show. And it's going to be literally because of thedailysmart.com. So go visit them on the internet or on their app. And, you know, check out the news, highlights, podcast curations. Check it out. Uh as far as the news goes this week, uh, every podcast, and I mean every podcast, is going to talk about the Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair incident. I'm going to break it down when I break down the show in some regard. I'm not going to talk about it anymore at the top of the hour here like this. What I am going to talk about is the news that came out uh, yesterday. I'm recording this on Thursday. Uh, Ring of Honor Wrestling is kind of uh, soft closing their doors. They're going to close for the quarter, the first quarter of the year, with intentions, hope, that they uh, pick things back up in the second quarter. Uh, They are releasing all talent, uh, on my understanding, the crew as well, um, as of the first of next year. Final battle will be the last pay-per-view for the time being. Uh, could be the last pay-per-view ever for Ring of Honor. And that's uh, that's pretty shitty. It, it sucks. Um, it sucks for everyone that works there. Everyone that wrestles there. It sucks for friends of mine that have been there as long as they've been wrestling. Um, what we can do in the meantime as fans, as friends, is, you know, hit that retweet button for booking information when they post it. Go buy a t-shirt, like their Instagram post on their merch. Just tell promoters that you want these guys there at your shows. Just do the little things instead of the things that most people are doing. Uh, you know, there's there's plenty of people out there on the inter- internet that just want to kind of talk shit, talk down to people as they're at their lowest. And it sucks Humanity, in the most part, kind of sucks, and this uh, this is no different. Uh, those men and women definitely put in a lot of work to put a great product out there for us, um, and I know probably right now a lot of them are feeling a little, you know, down and out about this, but this is a fresh start for a lot of people, and hopefully that, that means something. Um, They can find some kind of uh, silver lining and all that. Um, 
I look forward to seeing what everyone uh, does in the next chapter of their wrestling career. And um, hey, if any of them want to come on the podcast and plug anything that they're doing, be my guest. I know only one listens. But um, anyway, when we return, I will be talking AEW. We got two Dynamite shows to break down, and we got a Rampage. And then after that, I'll be uh, going deep headfirst into SmackDown and Raw, the season premieres, and a little Halloween Havoc on NXT. So uh, stick right there, guys. Welcome back, guys. We're going to dive right into AEW. We got a Rampage and two Dynamites to discuss. Start things off Friday night with Rampage. We got Powerhouse Hobbs taking on Orange Cassidy in the first round of the full gear title contender tournament, whatever it is. Um, Basically, the number one contender tournament. Uh, Hobbs um, has a little thing going on with Bryce. Um could be a st- could be a storyline in the making. They could be playing up all of the talk from that viral tweet about referees and AEW getting too involved. Um, it could be fun. I'm not gonna I'm not, I'm gonna wait and see on that one. However, I, the outcome of this match uh, bothered me a little bit. I thought this is the time you could really make powerhouse Hobbs um, have him beat Orange Cassidy, but instead. We go with Orange Cassidy getting the win here. Um, after this, we get Penta uh, in ring with uh, his boy um, Alex and uh, Tony Schiavone, of course. Uh, they they see some dudes in masks. They think it's FTR. They go to hassle them, if you will. But bam, FTR hits them from behind and attacks them. Eventually, Tony comes out and he absolutely rocks Alex. And in that moment, I was like, I'm a totally Blanchard fan. Um, Yeah, eventually Pac runs down to kind of disperse the action and FDR and totally make a getaway. We got Britt Baker versus Anna Jay. And Anna Jay has continued to get better week in and week out. There's just, I just find her matches more and more enjoyable. And Britt Baker is on a a journey right now. She is not going to stop. She's not going to slow down and she's just going to hit that stride and keep going. This match was a lot of fun. Um, I thought the ending was good. The post-match lockjaw in, not giving up, take Conti, best friend, eventually it makes a save, is a perfect segue into that feud. It was just a great, like, feud to have here. And honestly, it really helped me kind of, it hyped me up a little bit late at night to get into the Andrade versus Pac match. Um, But before we get to that, we got the TBS brackets. And they made this thing way more complex than it needed to be. So the top four people get first round buys and every other woman on the roster for the most part has to have a first round match. So Anna J versus Jamie Hayter. The winner of that will take on Thunder Rosa. We got Bunny versus Red Velvet. The winner of that is taking on Jade Cardell. Uh, Serena D versus Sheeta. The winner of that will be taking on uh, Nyla Rose and Penelope Ford versus Ruby Ho- Soho with the winner of that taking on Chris Statlander. 
Tay Conti is not in the tournament because they are building up that full gear feud. Uh, Tony takes over for Mark Henry this week. He was out. Um, we get the uh, Andrade and uh, Pac back and forth promo there. And, you know, it delivers as much as you think it will deliver. Pac went like full early 90s, late 80s on us, and I enjoyed it. The match itself, guys. Go back and watch it. If you haven't, it's a great match. The ending was was electric. Um, so we see uh, Malachi Black show up after Pac gets the win. He sprays that little black mist in his face, and the NXT boys just start going at him. Arn Anderson walks out, points finger guns at Black, and Cody Rhodes appears. And, guys, it was the hottest ending to Rampage to date. And I'm shocked and amazed that Cody Rhodes was a part of it, given Cody Rhodes' history. But it did not disappoint. It was great. And it leads us in to the next night of Dynamite, where we saw Brian Danielson take on Dustin Rhodes in 2021 for a number one contender tournament. And, guys, it was better than it needed to be. Uh, I'm not sure if Danielson can just get a match out of anybody because Dustin's been a little hit or miss since his match with Cody. And uh, this this delivery, guys, is you opened up. Uh, it wasn't as hot as you would expect it for a Dynamite, but they opened up with a match that really exceeded expectations, at least mine. Uh, they follow that up with the Elite, so all the fun sucked out of the room. They cut a promo on the Dark Order and uh, Hangman. Uh, they follow this up, though. They bring us back, FDR, uh, and the Lucha Bros kind of do the back-and-forth promo. Um, it, it really got us, and then, boom, Sting. A Sting interview, because we haven't seen Sting interviews at all. But this one's a little different, because Sting's not going to talk. MJF makes his way out. Does his whole uh, Reddit user uh, stick where he cuts a sick burn, if you will, on Lex Luthor, Luger. Um, and, you know, Sting attacks. Eventually, Wardlow and Spears make their way out. Uh, MJF finishes the promo at the entrance ramp uh, over a beatdown Sting. Um, Tony talks to his favorite dentist, Britt Baker. They go, well... Uh, you know, off on Tay Conti, and they, it's a weird, it's a weird setting for a feud, but they're arguing over Tay Conti showing them cheeks, and Britt Baker having no cheeks, um, both can be true, and both, you know, we don't have to worry, you know, uh, Penelope Ford versus Ruby Soho in the TBS tournament first round match, uh, Ruby, of course, gets the win, Bunny tries to, you know, ruin her day, but Red Velvet is here to save the day. Um, yeah. It, you know, it is what it is. Um, Ruby, Ruby's looking a little bit better as the weeks go on. Uh, backstage, we see uh, MJF, Sean Spears, and uh, our boy Wardlow. Uh, Wardlow, uh, you know, calls out MJF for uh, all the bullshit that happened last week. And uh, Wardlow... Uh, now has an accountability buddy in Sean Spears. Uh, basically, they're starting to pull the string on the MJF Wardlow feud that is bound to happen sometime in the year 2022. Uh, Bob Fish. 
Bob Fish versus Anthony Green. Um, Anthony Green is a fine individual, uh, an enjoyable wrestler to watch. Uh, Bob Fish is, is just an entertainment sucker. You know, if Bob Fish was in the elite, it would make sense to me. Um, eventually, Bob Fish kind of starts bullying Anthony Green, wins, and uh, continues his attack on Green. So CM Punk, the uh, the neighborhood father, comes out to stop the uh, the ass-kicking, and that sets up a match for next uh, next Dynamite. We get a Leo Rush and Dante Martin interview with Tony uh, Schiavone. Leo Rush announces he got them a match against the Seidel brothers at next week's Rampage. Should be a good one. Lance Archer versus Eddie Kingston in the first round of the number one contender tournament. Eddie sneaks Archer. And this match is just, it's a pretty hard-hitting match. Uh, Archer, uh, that moonsault where he just, like, tags his face was was terrible. Hoping uh, all is well. Uh, Eddie picks up the win here. And um, later in the evening during the uh, the Cody uh, reality show, uh, we get a Daniel Bryan and Eddie Kingston promo. Where Daniel Bryan just lays into Eddie Kingston like he's his lazy son that doesn't want to get a job after college. It was uh, something to check out. Uh, still would not check out that reality show. Uh, Men of the Year with uh, Dan Lambert promo. Thank God. You know, Sammy Sammy Guevara, I want to cheer you, buddy, for interrupting that shit. Uh, Inner Circle will get the 10-man tag that it wants if Ethan Page gets a TNT title match and Sammy gets the win. Uh, Sammy does not get the win. He has to leave Inner Circle. Uh, Men of the Year go after Sammy at the end of this bad boy, but uh, Inner Circle makes the save. Um, if there wasn't a feud I wanted to see more, it's Inner Circle versus that shit, um, American Top Team. We get a, we get a pretty good Mox promo, then we get the Hangman, um, Dark Order, what are you gonna, Halloween costumes gonna be promo, and, uh, you know, both, both enjoyable for what they were. Jungle Boy versus Brandon Cutler is the match we've all been dying to see. Uh, Jungle Boy uh, clearly picks up the win in a squash match. Post-match, Jungle Boy uh, gets on the mic and shows us just where he's at. He calls out the elite. Um, No one comes out. (sighs) And he locks the snap trap in. And then Adam Cole comes out. Young Bucks sneak him. They hit the BTE killer and knee to the back of the head. And they just throw, throw Jungle Boy off the stage. I'm a... I'm assuming full gear. We get Jungle Boy versus Adam Cole in some capacity when Jungle Boy makes his uh, triumphant return. Miro just killing the promo game. If there's one thing he does in AEW better than he did in WWE, it's promo. And that says a lot. Malachi Black versus Cody Rhodes, the main event we've all been waiting for. It's their third uh, interaction. Really, their first one sucked so bad that I don't even want to count it. Uh, Cody cuts, speaking of suck so bad, Cody cuts a, a crossroads onto a table that looked horrendous. Uh, Andrade makes his way out. Um, I don't know what Andrade's manager's name is, but he eats an amazing spine buster. But Arn gets uh, some of that mist in his face for his troubles. Pac takes care of uh, Andrade. 
and Cody wins with the Tiger Driver in 99 because if there's one way he's going to win over the internet, it's by using Tiger Driver 99 in any capacity. And that ends our first Dynamite. Now on to our second Dynamite, which is Dynamite from October 27th. CM Punk versus Bobby Fish is the opening match. And why do we keep having to watch Bob Fish wrestle? You know, Tony Nese is here now. If you want a generic white guy that can wrestle, put him in. Please. Put the premier athlete in instead of Bob Fish and that silly-ass mustache. CM Punk wins with a very wonky go-to-sleep three-count that I, I would just punch Bob Fish in the face for that one. Um, Malachi Black promo. Pretty much telling Cody he's not done with that ass. Um... But I kind of wish he was. I'm not going to lie. I kind of wish he was. Uh, MJF versus Bryce Donovan in a squash match. Yep. Post-match MJF promo. Because why not? Sting's music plays. Sean Spears uh, is playing a joke on MJF. Because he's the uh, the funny accountability buddy. Um, but then, then the lights go out. And guys, Malachi Black does not show up. You know who does show up? Sting. And then uh, Darby Allen, dressed like the Invisible Man, which was incredibly on the nose if you watched The Last Invisible Man. Uh, he comes out from the crowd and uh, goes to attack the MJF, but he gets away. Eventually, he rips off everything and he challenges MJF to a match at full gear, which I'm assuming we get. Tony with the Brit Pack, uh, your favorite dentist. Teams. Like, uh, the Jericho Cruise has created some canon for AEW. Abandon and Britt Baker are going to wrestle in a no-DQ match at Rampage this week. Sammy Guevara versus Ethan Page, TNT title. I'm not going to lie, guys. This was a fun match. I like Ethan Page. I don't really care for Sammy, but this was a fun match. Sammy picks up the win. Ethan Page and Sky, uh, Scorpio Sky, attack them post-match. But the Inner Circle make the save. Unfortunately, this means Chris Jericho will have a title, a title. Chris Jericho will have a microphone in hand and give a hacky-ass promo. I don't even know if hacky-ass promo is a thing, but it's a hacky-ass promo. Uh, Full Gear is going to be a street fight, 10-man street fight. Um, Tony is backstage with Brian and uh, Eddie, and uh, we get uh, some good promo action from both men. And it was so nice and refreshing to see what felt like just normal, just conversation. Not normal conversation, but it felt more like normal than just Jericho doing his his shtick. Uh, Lucha Bros and uh, FDR are going to have uh, a tag team title match at full gear. They lay down the challenge later in the show. FTR accepts it, because why wouldn't they? Uh, Serena Deeb versus Sheeta in the first round of the TBS title. Sheeta picks up the win here and her 50th win. She gets attacked post-match by Serena Deeb, who is just going full heel at this point. Tony Schiavone's backstage with Dante Martin and Leo Rush. The tag team matches off. Mike Sandell is injured, and Matt Seidel versus Dante Martin 3 is going to happen just so Leo Rush can see who his tag team partner is or some nonsense like that. John Moxley verse 10 in the first round of the number one contender tournament. Uh, 
it's a squash match. Uh, Ten gets his ass just beat. Uh, Moxley rips off the mask, kind of, and slams his face into the turnbuckle. Uh, blood everywhere. I don't know why they needed so much blood for this. Um, I don't know if it was just a, an accidental uh, cut too deep, but my God, Ten was bleeding like a stuck pig. We get a Cody promo. Now, remember that promo Cody cut uh, not too long ago? That was his, basically, uh, I had a dream speech. Uh, it's close to that level of bad. Uh, it, yeah, it was saved by Andrade interrupting it and making fun of his neck tattoo. Um, but man, it was just, it was just terrible. I don't know what he's doing, why he's doing what he's doing. It's just cringy. It's not like, it's not like cringy where it's like, oh, we're going to like, he's going to be the heel. It's this man is getting like, go home heat. In his own company. And at some point. It kind of looks sad to you. But like you never know. It, like He bounces back just a little bit. Like last week's match. For the most part was kind of like a little bit of a bounce back for him. And now he has this promo. The lights go out during the promo. And who appears. It's Malachi Black. And I, it's just the same. Pac saves him. And we kind of get the same. Oh it's Cody kind of routine going it happened all throughout the qt marshall feud and it's just happening again now except the players he's working with are a little bit better so you kind of forget about it it goes to the back of your mind and then you're like oh yeah that's right we do have to deal with this uh the dark order versus the elite and the night and my, my god guys um i know jim Cornette is probably going to have an aneurysm or did have an aneurysm when he does watch this. Um, cause it's everything he hates. Um, but then again, he's probably going to shock us all and say he enjoyed it because that's, that's the game that man plays. Um, yeah. So basically the only important parts that matter is for some reason, the elite decided to dress up like ghostbusters and not Ninja turtles to do a shell shock. Uh, yep, that was weird. Uh, they, they think they have the upper hand on the Dark Order. They attack everybody. They do the shell shock. They bring, the rest of the Dark Order runs out. They beat them up. Um, and then boom, they realize that, uh, Brandon Cutler is not in the Stay Puff outfit. He was in the, the, the horse outfit. Who is in the Stay Puff outfit, you may ask? Well, I've watched enough Scooby-Doo to know that it's Adam Page. And, folks, it was Adam Page. He took off the mask, beat the shit out of them, and let John Silver pick up the win. Uh, that's how Dynamite ended. And uh, just a bunch of grown men dressed in costumes, drinking beers over a bunch of other grown men in costumes. And uh, I think that's kind of, like, why I love pro wrestling. Because uh, it's just ridiculous. Uh, even if you don't like the Young Bucks, or Kenny Omega, like me. The match was still somewhat decent. Um, it hit all their points, though. Uh, John Silver, still, to this day, in my eyes, is the uh, the mid-card babyface, like, top-tier guy there that they need, and they just keep just keep keeping him doing whatever he's doing. Uh, let me see John Silver just clobbering guys, but hey, that's me. I know this episode is uh, probably going to go a little longer than normal, but bear with me. When we return, 
We'll be covering WWE as quickly as possible. We get a uh, Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns segment here. uh, Gloating over their win in Saudi. Uh, Heyman and Roman kind of go back and forth a little bit. And then they call out Lesnar thinking he's not there. But that boy shows up. Ponytail tied to his skull. Ready for action. He beats the brakes off Roman. He beats the brakes off Usos. He He's going to beat the brakes off the refs. The rest of the roster. He is heated. Uh, during this of course. Roman gets to slip away with his crew. They cut to commercial. And Adam Pearce is in the ring. And he is. Uh, you know. He's kind of doing his job and lets Lesnar know he's he's suspended indefinitely. Uh, Brock Lesnar then comes out and gets in Adam Pierce's face, tells him to tell him again and again and again, and bam, next thing you know, two F5s later, Adam Pierce needs to find a seamstress because his pants are split wide open. Uh, it was a really good opening to SmackDown. Um, doesn't really set up much for uh, Roman outside of uh, Lesnar, but I guess Survivor Series will be against the Raw champion. We get a Sonya segment backstage, and she's kind of going full Karen on us. Like, full Karen kind of tosses Kayla Braxton to the side, kind of gives Naomi the what for, and you know who she doesn't uh, doesn't really do that to? Drew McIntyre. Doesn't give Drew McIntyre really much uh, that attitude. And it's, it's kind of funny how this character is being built. Uh, Drew tells her, basically, he's going out there and challenging whoever he wants, and nothing she can do about it. Who answers that challenge? None other than Sami Zayn with some new music. Uh, I didn't mind it. It seems like they're getting uh, rid of the CFO catalog completely. Drew McIntyre picks up his win in a very fun match. Uh, Xavier's coronation is next. Kofi's out first. I kind of wish they had Big E out there for this, but they didn't. Uh, Xavier comes out, and they had a little, uh, nice little fun celebration without any real hiccups here. Uh, Becky's promo. Comes next for the title exchange. That way, I'm dreading talking about it because it's been beat to death. Zia Lee gets a vignette, and I can't wait to see her on TV. We get the rematch between Mansoor and Mustafa Ali. Mansoor picks up the win again. Another fun match between these two. Uh, they kind of go through a repetitive, quick, bang, 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 bang promo session. We get Ridge Holland, Aliyah, Humberto, and Angel, and Sheamus to... Kind of end things. I like the way they did that. We didn't really need the Sheamus one because we all kind of know who Sheamus is. But regardless, I like how they built that up. Hit Row come out for a promo in the ring. They get a kind of a squash match here. It's going to be Swerve and Top Dollar versus uh, two jobbers they have listed as Daniel Williams and Dustin Lawler. No relation to Jerry. It's a quick squash match. Top Dollar looks amazing. Swerve also... uh, well, Swerve's, I mean, been pretty good. Uh, what do we get here? Sonya uh, is getting uh, a lot of jabs in on Adam Pierce, which took to Twitter as well, where they went back and forth with each other a little bit. Uh, Madcap Corbin versus Nakamura. <sighs> like we needed that again. Uh, Baron, Cor- Baron Corbin wins here. We get a quick 
Charlotte Flair promo about the title exchange, and the main event of the show is the awkward title exchange between Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch. There's been speculation all throughout the internet of what happened, what didn't happen. Sonya took some blame. Becky was always made out to be the good guy. It seems like Charlotte's going to go to AEW. It's just... Ah, people... Friendships end. Uh, people hate working with other people. Some people get inflated egos. There's a lot of things that could be the cause of all of this. What uh, what what we got was really bad TV. That's that's what, what I know personally. Uh, Sasha Banks came out at the end. Becky leaves. Sasha and Flair trade verbal jabs. Things get physical. We're getting Sasha Banks for Charlotte Flair as the next uh, feud leading into Survivor Series, where I imagine we get. Becky Lynch versus Sasha. I mean, Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair. Unless they do a swap somewhere in there. Uh, Sasha picks up the title or Bianca picks up the title. Uh, either way, we'll probably get another good match at Survivor Series. Moving on to Raw. Big E opens the show. Seth Rollins makes his way out to challenge him for the title. Big E's like, yo, you just lost to Edge. Why should you be next up? Of course, a lot of other people feel this way as well. Rey Mysterio makes his way out to give his case. Finn Balor and then Kevin Owens. A brawl, of course, breaks out because you got that many guys in there. You know, testosterone, all that. So, Sonya Deville um, says we're going to get a ladder match. A four-way number one contenders ladder match. These guys are loving ladder matches lately. Uh, there's going to be one at Halloween Havoc as well. Uh, this is the main event of Raw, and uh, Seth Rollins wins. After the show is over, him and Big E have their whole stare down, and Rollins cuts a, a promo after he, he goes in the back about his win and the future. I don't know if they're going to dump the title off of Big E right away, but it seems like Raw is already being made to be Seth Rollins' show once again. They also kind of set up Finn Balor versus Kevin Owens for the future here, or Rey Mysterio um, versus Finn Balor. The ladder match itself was good. Um, yeah, if you want to go back and watch it, I would. It's not a must-see. Uh, other things that happened on Raw, we saw a tag team title number one contender three-way match between Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode, um, the Street Profits, and Alpha Academy. Uh, Dolph, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode got the win with help from Omos. Uh, they'll face RK-Bro uh, later on in the show. Zelina Vega versus Dewdrop was their Queen Crowns, you know, rematch. Uh, Zelina Vega used the scepter to help herself... Uh, win the match after her coronation. Uh, Becky and Bianca had a brawl. Bianca really looked good in that, by the way. she She's just so confident on the mic these days. Um, Becky Lynch, of course, is Becky Lynch. Damian Priest uh, kind of debuted a new music. Once again, it seems like they're getting rid of all the CFO stuff. Uh, I liked it. The Titan Tron kind of showed good and bad. So I think uh, the way this match ended... Um, I think that's where they're going to go with Damian Priest. Kind of like, not a full-on split personality gimmick, but kind of like when he gets in that zone, he gets angry enough, he turns into a different person. Uh, I was hoping for a little bit more out of this uh, with T-Bar kind of fresh out of that tag team, but we'll see what we get later on. 
Uh, Carmella defeated Liv Morgan via pinfall uh, with a beautiful float-over face buster. It seems like, once again, they're hot on Carmella and cold on Liv Morgan. We got a little bit of a promo vignette from Bearcat Lee. Uh, He defeated Cedric and Alexander uh, after hitting the Big Bang Catastrophe. Pretty solid match. Uh, Rey Mysterio and Dominic were backstage, kind of, you know, getting himself up for the match, and Austin Theory came in. Uh, Dominic and Austin Theory kind of had words, so they set up a match. Austin Theory won said match. It was not great. Uh, He hit the ATL for the win. RK Bro defeated the Dirty Dogs uh, to keep the tag team titles. It was a fine tag team match. Raw is back to being Raw. It was a quick... Uh, quick stint where it was good. Now it just seems very uh, top-heavy. I'm hoping they even things out. SmackDown overall was a pretty decent enough show with the new roster. And, I mean, it's the first week with these new rosters, so I'm hoping things kind of pan out. But if not, things are looking a little bleak for Raw once again. So, Halloween Havoc, guys. The show started off with the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship Triple Threat Scareway to Hell Ladder Match. That's a mouthful. Uh, EO Zoe are the champions. They faced Indy Hartwell, Persia, and uh, Toxic Attractions, Gigi Dolan, and JC Jane. Uh, this match was something else. Uh, uh, that EO bump was brutal it was just like watching a train wreck happen in front of you speaking of train wrecks that phoenix splash that zoe tried to do was also like watching a train wreck in front of you just in a completely different fashion um i'm glad that tag team can now be over i'm sure maybe we'll get like a little feud and hopefully uh eo makes her way into the main roster uh Gigi dolan and jc jane pick up the titles here they follow this up with uh a segment in the haunted house, Carmela Hayes and Trick Williams. Um, they don't really get in, into much here. It's the second segment that they do where they kind of get in the meat potatoes of it all. Uh, it's very scary movie esque. Uh, everyone nails it. Uh, these guys have continued to nail everything they do. Uh, Carmela Hayes and Trick Williams are a team I very much so enjoy. Uh, Johnny and Dexter have grown a little bit more on me as time has gone on. We get Grayson Waller out. Uh, he lets us know that he is going to be the uh, the host of Halloween Havoc because LA Knight is magically gone or disappeared or not showing up or something like that. Uh, he starts talking about, you know, hotness and all that that comes along with uh, costumes on Halloween. Joe Gacy makes his way out. Tells uh, Grayson that his uh, his attitude and his demeanor are what's wrong with Halloween and hits uh, about every buzzword you could for a situation like that. Uh, he's going to face Malik Blade. He, he picks up the win here. Harland uh, comes out and does a, uh, a whole little thing, has Malik Blade's throat in his hand. Gacy talks him out of it but still picks up the win. Malcolm Bivens is out, kind of lays out a challenge. Uh, Odyssey Jones makes his way out and then challenges uh, Roderick Strong, not for the Cruiserweight title, of course. Uh, It's a a solid enough match. Diamond Mind, of course, gets involved. Uh, Mandy Rose defeats um, Raquel Gonzalez for the NXT Women's title. This comes at the, uh, the hands of Dakota Kai, who is the returning 
uh, person that has been playing in all the Halloween Havoc vignettes leading up to the event. Grayson Waller's in the ring. LA Knight comes out. They're dressed in the same costume. It's uh, it's an interesting whole setup. Uh, Solo Siakia, uh makes his debut and goes after Grayson Waller after him and LA Knight had the whole back and forth that was completely pointless. Imperium uh, versus MSK for the NXT Tag Team Titles. It's going to be a Lumberjack match. Uh, Imperium picks up the win here. MSK drops the titles. It's going to be interesting to see if they just kind of bring these guys into the main roster, especially after the entire situation with Izzy's parents and uh, being absolutely terrible human beings to these guys. So the main event is Braun Breaker versus Tommaso Ciampa for the NXT title. We get uh, some video packages uh, about the the match. Thanks in part to Chucky. It was a nice, uh, it was nice, you know, well crossover that they did there worked perfectly for them. Tomas Ciampa wins. It was a really good match. Uh, the only match I'd probably go back to on this show and watch. Uh, Ciampa just, you know, gets the upper hand here. Braun Breaker looks amazing, especially considered um, a couple months back he was he was undrained. Uh, about a little over a year ago, he was still in the NFL. So to see where he's come to is, uh, is incredible. Uh, overall, the Halloween Havoc show itself was kind of forgettable. But it kind of also was a little bit of a reset for NXT still, so I'm, you know, giving them the benefit of the doubt here, as uh, you know I do with most most things. Uh, that's the week in uh, in pro wrestling, guys. Uh, I appreciate you listening. Um, if you made it through this episode, God bless you. Uh, a noteless episode with me and my my terrible terrible memory is not something I would probably want to listen to. But you guys are. Better people than I am. What can I say? I appreciate the listens, guys. I believe when this episode comes out, I will have hit over 300 listens, which uh, means the world to me. Uh, it's It's been fun doing this podcast, guys, and I appreciate every one of you that has stayed with me these 22 weeks. Uh, can't wait till next week, week number 23. Till then, I'm out.